So, what if I told you that a group of my friends went to make a movie and they used the lot of this old people's house and those same old people tried to kill them in the process? What would you say? Well, that's not my story, but the story of X, and that's the movie we're talking about this week. The everyone and welcome to the unbound cinefem i'm avery your host and i'm so so excited to be presenting this film but first i wanted to address the elephant in the room this is a new podcast and my very first podcast um in making the title i discovered the word cinephile which then brought on all these different creative decisions right um But the meaning of cinephile is just someone who is very fond and passionate about movies. And so if you're tuning in right now, today, whenever you are, um, that makes you a cinephile. So welcome to to the land of movie lovers. I hope you enjoy this episode and I look forward to hearing what you all think. So I remember seeing the very first trailer for this movie um, back in February, probably like mid-February, and when I watched it, I definitely got Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes, right? Um, you have the 70s, the, the 70s culture and outfits and hair, and obviously the horror, um, and I was super excited. And also, Jenna Ortega, I had just watched Scream too, so I had very high expectations, I guess you could say, um, because she's becoming a scream queen herself. Um, and so my first viewing, I was definitely mm, taken aback (laughs) because it has one of those trailers where it doesn't really give you everything. And now I'm not asking for the, I'm not asking for the whole movie in the trailer, but, um, what you're presented with in the in the theater is definitely not what you thought you were signing yourself up for. But then again, it being an A24 film, that that is typically how those go. So I watched it the first time, and then I watched it the second time. And the second time, I got even a better understanding of it, and I liked it even more um, after my second viewing. X is a horror movie. It was released March 18th, um, directed by Ty West. And before this, I really hadn't seen anything directed or produced or written by him. Um, But when I was looking him up, I actually learned that he directed three episodes of Them, which can be found on Amazon Prime. And despite what people may say, I I thought it was pretty okay, um, but that's for another episode. <laughs> um, so X follows a group of people. You have um, what would you call them? Like they work at a burlesque at a at a burlesque place in Texas, Houston, Texas. Um, and so those two girls are Maxine and Bobby Lynn. Maxine is played by um, Mia Goth, and then you have Bobby Lynn, which is Brittany Snow, um, and Wayne, which is Maxine's boyfriend, um, is kind of leading this whole gang out to to film this this movie. Um, with them is Jackson, which is played by Scott Muschietti. Mus- oh my gosh, I keep saying that. Scott Muschietti. Wow. Um, he plays Jackson, and then you have RJ, who is the director of this film, 
of the the film they're making and Lorraine which is played by Jenna Ortega um and so to Lorraine she just thinks they're making a cute little fun film for for college credit um and RJ does not tell her the truth right she kind of learns the hard way and um so they're all in the van they're on their way and that's when she learns this is this is actually going to be a porn film and when she talks to RJ about it he actually says since when were you such a prude and you know what I just think that I just think he had a lot of audacity to say that um but that's that's besides the point so um they make it to the land of these old people who are hosting them quote-unquote uh, and when Wayne walks up to the door um, Howard is is at the door and he pulls out a shotgun for whatever reason I guess Texas let's bear our arms and um, then you know they get settled in their cabin to shoot and immediately Howard is very much like I don't like the looks of you people and it's not just because Jackson is black it's because you got girls with their navels out um and they just you know they're looking like fun-spirited people but Howard being an old man um in southern Texas is just like I'm I'm not for it so he leaves and everybody gets to work and they just start pounding away um and so throughout this process Lorraine actually finds that she she's she's more curious about it um and the thing about Lorraine is that she she's wearing she's wearing a cross necklace she's very like reserved to herself and they all call her church mouse because she's quiet but she's religious um while everything is happening with the filming Maxine wanders off and goes for a little goes for a little dip in the pool no it's not a pool it's a lake I lied um it's a lake she goes for a little dip skinny dip um and so then Pearl the wife of Howard starts creeping on her and (laughs) eventually once Maxine gets out of the lake and she you know puts her overalls back on and she's walking back to back to the um like what do they call like a boarding house um she walks back to the boarding house she sees pearl on the porch of like the the main house and she like beckons her to come in and maxine is like oh okay i don't really know about this but sure um so maxine goes sees what sees what pearl wants and pearl's just like hey you want some lemonade and Maxine was like, okay, I guess. So she sits. And I have never seen a girl drink lemonade that fast. Maxine was trying to get out of there. Um, but when she's in the house, Pearl like Pearl starts talking about how she how she used to be pretty. She used to be young. Howard, you know, would do anything for her, whatever, whatever. And then she starts to touch her, like her her skin. <laughs> and Maxine's like, what are you doing? And Pearl's like, shh, it'll be our little secret. And Maxine's like, what secret? What are you talking about? So then Howard comes home. Maxine has to leave. Um, and she goes back to the house. And that's when even more pounding happens. And eventually, um, they all 
they all have the opportunity to sit down and you see this human I mean I don't want to say human but you see this personable side to them um the first like half of the movie is just them talking about sex um you know talking about their work every everything you could imagine right um but then at at the point in the middle of the movie they sit down they you know they have like a real conversation about how which it's it sparked by Lorraine because she's like I just don't get it how can you how can you watch the person you love have sex with someone else um isn't it about love and that's when they're like baby no like it, it's just work um you know you can love somebody but you can work with someone else and she's like but you know don't you get don't you get jealous whatever whatever and they're like no and then they have like a little euphoria moment where um kid cuddy and britney snow just start singing and you know what i really feel like that those pitch perfect years they they really are solidified in britney snow because she brought the vocals out um but over at the other house you have howard and pearl um and pearl pearl is really enamored by by this this group of young people she's really she's really just filling filling the lack of youth in herself um and so she she gets dressed up and she puts makeup on and she she tries to get attention from howard and and Howard's just like, you know, like, you know that I cannot, I can't give you what you want because my heart just can't take it. She's just like, Howard, please just, just touch me. Da, 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 da. And he's like, it's like, no, <laughs> like I, w- I could die. Um, and so, I, I mean, I think that just really, that angers her or something. I don't know. She's yearning for something. And um, so. So RJ, Lorraine's boyfriend, then gets upset over the conversation because Lorraine is like, I want to try it. You all like you all have convinced me that this, you know, this is what you all say it to be. So I want to try it. RJ's like, no, I, no, I don't want you to. You're a nice girl. You're a good one. And Wayne, Maxine's boyfriend, is like, what do you mean by that, sir? Um, so, you know, Lorraine, Lorraine starts to, starts to do what she got to do with Scott Muscutty. And, um, then RJ cries in the shower, like a little fragile boy. And once he's done in the shower, he gets cleaned up and he tries to leave. And that's when Pearl catches him. Pearl's like, where are you going? Um, and (laughs) so he checks to see if she's all right, because like he goes to drive away in, in Wayne's van, not even his van. He tries to drive away in Wayne's van and then he almost runs Pearl over. So then he stops. She's like, oh, are you all right? Are you okay? And she's like, (laughs) she's like, I can, I can show you what I can do. And he's like, um, no, that you don't have to like, that's okay. I'm fine. And this infuriates, like, this pushes her over the, a- over the edge. Pearl is like, she's done. So she takes a screwdriver to his neck. And um, that, that, is what, that is what begins the, the rampage that is Pearl. Um, and so she goes around. She, she kills Wayne. She kills pretty much everybody. But, but Maxine, 
is who is important to her. She's like, no, no, she's different. Um, and, you know, so then we find out that Howard is helping her through all of this. Um, and she makes her way through the whole group, except for Maxine and Lorraine. Um, except Lorraine does end up getting her, getting her cheeks blown off. Her, her face cheeks <laughs> blown, <laughs> blown off. Um, but in the end, Maxine wins and she is the final girl. Um, so that is the, that's my rendition of the of the movie synopsis and I think I did a pretty good job um I didn't give spoilers but you know what that's okay um because it was meant to be it was meant to be for you to hear all this so that you know what you're signing yourself up for um so next I kind of just want to talk about my my analysis and what stood out to me because there were a lot of things that stood out to me initially from watching the movie um my very first watch and then my second watch I noticed so many more things um but on my first watch I I was more like I was more interested in the visual stuff right um there were a lot of visual things especially the cuts in between scenes or like the transitions in between scenes they did this they did this thing and it was three it was it was three like um like blinking shots of the next scene that they were going into and i i tried to look it up i tried to see if it's ever been done before in the history of cinema and i couldn't find it um and so i don't know maybe maybe ty west is on to something who knows other than that though the biggest thing that stood out to me in my initial watch was the the religious theme that was going on it or that was ongoing um I read I was listening to another podcast and the people that were talking were saying that the religious contexts were just very like subtle didn't really um contribute to the story or the narrative at all and I would like to disagree with that, um, because throughout the movie, you have this preacher on the, like, on a TV, right, and so when they stop at a gas station before they get to the old people's house, he's playing on the TV, um, and at the very beginning of the movie, it actually opens up with the ending, and the, the same preacher's on the TV then, and then like in the end of the movie when the when like all of the fighting and the killing is happening um Howard turns on the tv to the preacher and then at the very very end before Maxine kills Pearl the like the preacher and Maxine are saying the same thing at the same time and beside even like besides that you have like you have cross imagery um Maxine is laying in a lake and she, like like she's being crucified um you have did I say Lorraine I meant Maxine I don't know why I said that anyways so Maxine is in the lake um and she's positioned like she's crucified and it's like a it's like a helicopter view so it's very very high up and then you have Lorraine who wears her cross necklace 
You have um, crosses in the gas station that they stop at, crosses in Howard and Pearl's um, house. And so I just feel like, like in the preacher video at the very end, after Maxine um, and the preacher's like words sync up together, they're saying like, I will not accept a life I do not deserve, right? That's the quote that they're saying together. And throughout the movie, Maxine repeats this over and over. It's, it's an affirmation, she says to herself. But at the end, after they, the preacher and her say it together, and she leaves, then we see on the, on the, the screen where the preacher's talking, he reveals a picture of his daughter. And the daughter is Maxine. And so, and, you know, we wait until the entire, the, the entire movie is over to learn that the whole time this preacher's talking, he's, he's referring to Maxine as, you know, his encounter with the devil. Um, and that he's lost his daughter to the devil and everything. But her still, still referring to that affirmation, I will not accept a life I do not deserve, I kind of feel like it wasn't her, like, she didn't abandon her religion. She didn't abandon her faith by pursuing a life of, quote-unquote, promiscuity. Um, or, you know, embracing her sexuality, um, being free with her sexuality. That was not her feeding into the devil or anything like that. Um, even... This same type of idea, I feel like, is seen with Lorraine when she decides she wants to partake in in the movie. And when she's getting ready, she takes her cross necklace off. Um, and, you know, some can see, at, originally, I thought it was her abandoning her religion. I was like, okay, well, this is like this is symbolizing her abandoning her abandoning her religion. But after watching it a second time, I I considered maybe she's doing it to be respectful. Um, you know, maybe she wants to explore this side of her. But there is the aspect of like not like not wanting to partake in sexual acts with with a religious symbol hanging around your neck. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think that's a respectable thing. Um, and so besides the, the religious imagery, um, even on my first watch, I did sense the, like, the themes of aging and female sexuality. But on my second watch, they definitely became more prominent. Um, I... Because originally I was like, I was like, oh, old people are just jealous of young people. And that's why Pearl wanted to kill all the young people is because she's jealous of them. <laughs> and, you know, that could still be true. But I don't want, I don't want anybody coming after me. Um, but after my second watch, I, I really felt bad for Pearl. Oh, my gosh. I felt bad for Pearl and Howard. And that's crazy to say, because if you know me as a person, you know that that's, that's just, that's a crazy thing for me. Um, but you can really, you can really tell how 
Pearl wants to feel young again, but I feel like she also kind of equates like her her mm, her youth and her beauty to um to like being loved. And so her wanting to be loved, wanting to be wanting to feel beautiful, she asks Howard throughout the movie. She's like tell me I'm beautiful, tell me I'm yours, tell me you still love me, um, you know, am I, am I special, am I this, am I that, and she's also, she looks at old pictures of herself, she, you know, tries to, she, she tries to, what is it, um, emulate the, like, her, her younger self, and she sees herself in Maxine, um, and, and I just, I feel like, wow, I completely lost my train of thought. That is insane. And I was on a roll, y'all. Jeez. Um, but I feel like she sees Maxine as as who she used to be or who she, she wants to be. And so part of her, part of her anger is that she can't, she can't be that young again she's never going to be she's never going to experience her youth again um and she she resents the youth but some like something about Maxine just just she is stuck on her and it was like part of it was like it was a little it was a little homoerotic you know like um like she crawled into the bed with Maxine and started filling up on her. And I was like, I mean, do you want to be with her or do you want to be her? I'm a little confused. Let's get the story straight, Pearl. Let's get it straight. Because um, I, I, I'm trying to understand. But do I, do I really want to understand? Like, like for my, for my, psychologically, is it healthy for me to understand where the story is going? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, and I actually learned through another podcast who was talking about this movie, um, that Mia Goth, played by Maxine, no, who plays Maxine, plays Pearl 2. Oh my gosh, that blew my mind. I learned that yesterday, and I I looked it up, and it's true. So, so Mia Goth, while playing Maxine, actually, she played Pearl, and there's a... You could, I mean, it's a sequel, but it's also, like, the backstory of Pearl, and Mia Goth is in it, um, and so they filmed the, the, the movie for Pearl simultaneously with X, and it was, like, it was, like, back-to-back, um, and I think that's really cool, and so I'm really excited to see that movie because I feel like it'll tell us a lot more about um pearl and it'll give context to a lot of things that we see not saying that that makes what pearl has done any better or does it justify it no but it's like are you just jealous of young people or are you just very reminiscent (laughs) are you just very reminiscent and and like regretful of of the things that you could have and couldn't have done during your youth. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, there's, there's obviously the, the themes of female sexuality. Um, and those are, that's besides 
the religious aspect um female sexuality plays a very large role in this movie um with especially the conversation towards the the middle of the movie where you know Lorraine is kind of convinced that it might not be as bad as she thought it was um in terms of like embracing your sexuality and taking back like the freedom of your sexuality as a woman because I feel like the the year in which this movie takes place is very very important in in considering gender roles um gender stereotypes and um like expectations for women um and so you know the conversation that they have about it's okay like it's okay to do these things it doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you unloyal unfaithful anything like that um and even like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh there was a there was I wrote down my thoughts I had to when I was watching this um and you know I promise I'm not one of those people that's like on their phone all the time um but I had to write it down but I don't think I have it anymore oh no it's right here it's right here she said um what was her name Bobby Lynn Bobby Lynn who's played by Brittany Snow she said that um she was like oh she was like oh my gosh oh my gosh why am i blanking right now that's crazy she said something about like oh um why why shouldn't we be free with our sexuality sexuality now because when we get older like we can't do it anymore something like that um and so I think like that quote in itself it was that was that was verbatim but that quote was just like like an overarching type of idea for the entire movie because it's like literally that's the old people's problem is that they they can't have sex with each other and Pearl feels like she's not beautiful because Howard can't have sex with her and I was just sitting there in the movie theater like girl just be like that doesn't mean he don't love you He's just trying to stay alive a little bit longer to love you. That's all it is. Um, so, yeah. And then, oh, my gosh. One last thing. One last thing before I wrap this up. I loved the, what would you call it? Um, not like, the. I guess the parallels between, um, well, not only not only Maxine and, uh, what's her name, um, Pearl, not only the parallels between them, but the nickname that they gave Lorraine was Church Mouse, right? She was quiet, um, reserved, religious, and so I just kept thinking about church mice, you know, and when you have a church mouse, they, you know, hide in the, the, uh, whatever you call them the pews they they hide in the pews right or you know in the church whatever and I just remember seeing like younger in cartoons and stuff um preachers or or whoever it was taking a shotgun and like trying to get the mice out of the church and maybe I'm hallucinating maybe I'm delusional but it was it's it's embedded into my mind and that's all I can think of and so at the ver- at not like the very end, but um, Howard locks Lorraine in the basement, um, and she tries to she tries to crawl like or not crawl out, but she tries to get out, and um, you know he's like he's like shut up, stay quiet, and get get back down there. 
and <laughs> she she's like oh my god her fingers are broken bloody or whatever once she is maxine helps her escape out of the basement and once she does she won't shut up she literally she's crying she's yelling she's whining and i mean i'm not saying i'm not saying she's not justified in doing that but maxine is like you have to be quiet like they're out there they are looking for us shut up and she's like why would i shut up why would i da 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 when she's like i hate you and she like literally runs out the house and as she runs out the house howard shoots her in her face and like her cheek is just blown off um and so i just thought that was that was ironic because her name was church mouse and she she ran she ran in plain sight and she got she got shot um so so yeah i mean i think that's really all that i have to talk about in terms of the movie Uh, i really i really enjoyed this film um i think that it's definitely not for everybody i can recognize that i can i feel like a lot of a24 movies are not for everybody because their their film styles tend to be um out of the ordinary just in terms of um not only cinematography but themes and um like storylines and everything like that um but i think that if if you're looking for if you're looking for a movie to surprise you if you're looking for um something to really just like get your mind going um something to make you think this is this is a movie for you i i've never wanted to watch a movie a second time more than i wanted to watch this one and it's ironic because when i was in school and i was taking film classes everyone would be like oh yeah on my third watch i finally saw and i'm like your third watch i only watched this movie once (laughs) like we were watching alfred hitchcock and um like like german indie films and stuff they were like yeah i watched this movie for the third time and that's when i finally understood the the complexities i'm like babe i watched this movie one time and i saw and i saw this theme this theme and this allegory that's all you're getting out of me but after like i really after watching this movie the first time and everyone was asking me like oh how, what did you think of it? it was i i didn't have i didn't have a formulated opinion um i couldn't really describe it and i was like i i can't i can't give that to you <laughs> because i have to watch it again um so yeah i just think if you're looking for a movie to to really just <sighs> make you think but also if you if like if you go with someone to watch it that's the best conversation afterwards like y'all will have the best conversation on my second time watching it i went with two other people and after we watched it we like talked outside of the movie theater for probably like 30 minutes um so yeah i mean just going with like i i say this with every single movie going with an open mind don't have expectations I, and I know that contradicts what, I, what I've said before because I said I had certain expectations, but don't go in with an expectation of it being good or scary or bad or anything like that. Um, 
because that will sabotage your experience of that movie. Um, But, I mean, I definitely... I think I would rate this movie... Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I would I would rate it a four and a half out of five stars. I think my rating on Letterboxd says differently, but I'm gonna go with four and a half four and a half out of five stars. Um and yeah, I can't wait to see what Pearl has in store um later this year. Um I I unfortunately don't have anything to like promote but you can follow me on letterboxd if you want and on instagram i hope you all enjoyed this episode my very first episode and if there's a certain movie you want me to watch a certain book you want me to read anything like that give me all of your recommendations because i truly thrive off of them all right thank you all for listening and i will talk to you next week all of my lovely cinephiles